The righteousness of your decrees is everlasting. Grant me understanding that I may live. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. to think back, the story of Zacchaeus just might be one of the first stories of Jesus that I remember clearly as a child. I know exactly the reason why, in my early years of attending Sunday school in the Baptist church, I still recall this story being told by way of the flannel board. Oh, I see some smiles and head shaking, so you know what I'm talking about. But even the power of the flannel board isn't the main reason why I remember this story so well. Let me share with you why I remember it so well. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that day, he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Okay, show of hands, who knows that song? Oh, fair bit of folks know that song. Well, this is the only story of Jesus that I know by heart because I learned the song when I was probably five or six years old. I have held it in my heart for years, and when I think of Zacchaeus or recall this story, this song is front and center in my mind. I'm glad it is for you as well. So it's interesting, approaching the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus as an adult now, a priest, allowing this song I learned as a young child to help inform my reading and preaching of this text this morning. At its simplest, I would say this, it's easy for a child to relate to this story, never tall enough to see anything, drawn to trees to climb up into. What child hasn't either felt these things or engaged in looking for a way to see better, even if that means climbing a tree? So the story of Zacchaeus comes at the end of Jesus' travel narrative. Jesus comes to the city of Jericho. And like what we have seen before, where he goes, guess what? Lots and lots of people also go. And today's story is no different. Jericho is a city on the way to Jerusalem. Remember, Jesus has his eyes set on Jerusalem. And when we hear that in scripture, what does that remind us of? Jesus has set his way to his death. But while on this journey to his death, despite knowing that he is headed towards the end of his life, he continues to encounter those who are wanting life. And Zacchaeus is one of these. From this telling, we know a few things about him. First and foremost, what do we know? 
he is described as being a chief tax collector. Not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. Meaning, he's really, really good at what he does. What does he do? He collects money from the enemy, for the enemy, sorry, the Romans. So he's collecting money for the government, which probably also meant he set a little bit aside for himself, too. Everyone knew that's how it worked. And to say this man was despised and not liked by most people is probably an understatement. But what is interesting about Zacchaeus is his name. You guys know I'm a big, big believer in the power of naming. So I had to get all nerdy and find out what Zacchaeus' name means. So, would you believe Zacchaeus means righteous one? This man who steals. This man who gets money for the enemy. His name means righteous one. Holy one. The set-apart one. Interesting, huh? The other thing to know about this man is that he was short. Short in stature, the gospel says. And so on the day of Jesus' arrival to Jericho, he knows in order to see this man that so many are talking about, he has to elevate himself. He doesn't want to miss out. And so what does he do? He goes ahead of the crowd, and he finds a tree, a sycamore tree, climbs up into it, positions himself to literally get a bird's eye view of this man named Jesus. What's interesting is the scripture doesn't say why he wants to see Jesus so badly, but in some ways I can relate. I'll share a little story now. A few years ago, while traveling in England, I just happened to be in London on the day of the Queen's birthday celebration. The streets of London were lined with people from all over England and really from all over the world, all vying for position to catch a glimpse of Her Majesty. I remember this so clearly, people climbing on top of wrought iron fences, trash cans, anything that they could climb on top of to get a better view, to get a glimpse of the queen. So it didn't matter that the queen would be riding in a carriage drawn by horses that moved rather quickly. Just the thought of seeing her made it all worthwhile. I will say, I was lucky enough to see her that day, briefly. She rode by really quickly, along with the rest of the royals. And as she rode by, she was wearing the most beautiful cornflower blue suit and hat I had ever laid eyes on. I remember thinking to myself, I have never seen a blue so beautiful. How fitting for a queen. Perhaps in some way, this is how Zacchaeus felt too. He didn't want to miss out and did everything in his power to make sure he didn't, including climbing a tree. 
But the difference in the story of me seeing the queen and Zacchaeus seeing Jesus is that when the king, King Jesus, when he passed by, he saw Zacchaeus. The queen didn't know I was there. But Jesus, he saw Zacchaeus. Jesus wasn't riding in a carriage. He was walking, and he noticed this peculiar and odd behavior of a grown man sitting in a tree waiting for him. Zacchaeus, righteous one, Jesus says, come on down. You, you up there hanging out in that tree, come on down. Jesus, he saw this wee little man. He knew his name and asked him, get out of that tree. And he also didn't stop there. He did something that Jesus does all the time. He says, man, I want to go home with you. I want to dine with you. I want to know you. And if you are to read the Gospels through, you will see that this is right in line with how Jesus treats everyone he encounters. But Jesus seems to be attracted, or he has this really tender place, tender spot in his heart for these despised ones, these dadgum tax collectors. The chief of sinners, as they were known. Jesus keeps encountering them, and what does he do? He keeps loving them. He wants to spend time with them. So this doesn't fit very well with our friends, the Pharisees, does it? They were watching. Oh, man, they were mad. They grumbled. They were appalled. They had big, big issues with Jesus spending time with this man this despised one. But this didn't faze Jesus or Zacchaeus. By encountering Jesus in an instant, Zacchaeus lives into his name and he becomes righteous. He lives into his God-given name. He desires to do good, and so he does. What does he do? He gives away what he has taken. He returns it to those who need it. He recognizes that he has done wrong and wants to pay back in a big way. Four times what he took, he wants to give back. And what is so interesting about this is that Jesus doesn't ask Zacchaeus to do any of this. It's because he has had an encounter with Jesus that he does this. Y'all, do you hear what I'm saying? When we encounter the living God, we do things that we don't normally do. We are strengthened to step outside, be brave, and act and live our faith out. Which makes me think of so many of you all I've known and watched in the life of faith. The extraordinary things done simply because an encounter with Jesus has happened or happens every single week here in this space. Just this week at the food pantry, 
We had newly arrived folks from another country who showed up. How did they get here? I don't know. Three of them, which is significant to me, three. God comes to us in three. They'd only been here for 15 days, and they showed up at Grace with only the clothes on their back. And again, I say, how did they get here? And this is where I go back to the story of Zacchaeus. I can only suppose, like Zacchaeus, they were hungry for grace, hungry to catch a glimpse of goodness. These three Nicaraguans were invited to help with the mobile food pantry. They didn't speak a word of English, but they knew how to work, and work they did until the very end. At which point it became clear that they were hungry and they needed food. And most of the food from the mobile food pantry had been given out, and seeing this, a Grace member said, you know what? I will take them to go get food. This Grace member saw a need, and even knowing that the language would be a barrier, invited these three to go shopping. Food and clothing for all three was given away, and a broom. A broom so that these three could sweep the floor of the trailer they were living in. So when they were dropped off, Bismarck, the man of the group, was in tears. And in Spanish, asked the Grace member, how can I repay you? And the Grace parishioner responded through a smile so brightly, I've already been repaid. <sighs> when we move about the world with the eyes and heart of Jesus, which overflow with compassion and empathy, we don't have to wait for ministry to come to us. We're always ready expecting to be invited into the work of God, we are ready. So we see a need and we want to help meet it. In today's story, Jesus was just walking by. This parishioner from Grace was doing what he does every Thursday. But like Jesus saw a group of three Nicaraguans who needed help, and so he stopped and he helped. I'm convinced the life of faith is not complicated. It really is sometimes that simple. Going about the world, paying attention, being astonished by what you see, and then telling others and enjoining in the work of God. It's seeing a need and being courageous enough to answer and meet that need. You don't second-guess yourself. Oh, somebody else will do it. Oh, I don't have time to do it. Oh, I don't, have, I don't have it in my heart to help right now. No. You follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit and you meet that need. You know that feeling. You know it. 
you are a baptized Christian, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. We just have to get better at listening and responding. And following the way of Jesus, always believing that he is bringing to us those who need him. Even if they're in a tree, even if they've only been in this country 15 days, whatever it is, believing that God has brought them to us to watch over to care, and to love. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.